episode 584 for November 2019, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is a dub smash version of the 60s Spider-Man theme song. I found that up on YouTube under uh, a user by the name of Santu, S-A-N-T-O-O. I think it's a pretty cool version if you like dub smashing, and I kind of do, I guess, because that version kind of rocked it. Uh, before I get to uh, the episode, I want to personally thank people that made episodes like this possible. Uh, so a big thank you go out to Robert, Joshua, James, Alex, Frazetta Hulk, David, Laura, Bob, John, Dowd, Zach, Thomas, Ricky, Matthew, Michael, 2099, Craig, Avenji, Patrick, Andrew, Michael K, Hafskimo, JB, Austin, Stephen K, Stuart, S, Stephen S, AJ, J, Mohammed, Chris, Alex, Scott, Kian, Brian, Nick, Taylor, Will, Symbiobro, hashtag something good for you, Frederick, and Stephen. So those people all signed up at patreon.com slash crawlspace, and they said, you know what, I enjoy your website, I enjoy your podcast, let me help uh, pay the bills with you. Let's uh, make sure more episodes come out in the future. Also, a new thing that we started doing, uh, if you are a Patreon member at the $10 level, you got this episode two weeks earlier than the regular people. So you get ex- not only do you get exclusive podcasts, which are only Patreon exclusive, which are the Spire Satellites, you now get every episode two weeks early. So, I hopefully that encourages people to sign up a little bit more. Uh, so, one more time, patreon.com slash crawlspace. All right, let's get on with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our review show. We've got three issues we're going to tackle, 832 of Amazing to 834. And let's introduce the panel. We've got uh, JR, the 2019 Spider Jeopardy winner. What's going on, sir? Uh, still best get in my triumph um but uh, i think i'll avoid the dancing i think i pulled something so yeah no doubt if you would like to see jr dancing go to the very end of spider jeopardy to see whatever that was (laughs) a man having a stroke that other voice you hear is broadcasting live from the vegas Las Vegas, Nevada. What's going on, Spider Jeopardy? From the Flamingo Hotel and Resort in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Spider Jeopardy bridesmaid, because I lost. Came in five second points. place. Five points. Five points. You did well, though. I, I very good. I, I thank you, sir. I was impressed with your your showing. Uh, you. The man who put it all together, George. Spider Jeopardy writer started in September, took a couple months to write it. Congratulations. Those were great questions. Thank you, George. Thank you. And now that you've mentioned the winner right at the top of this podcast, that automatically means you're going to release this podcast before Spider Jeopardy because I, I know you and you'll do it. I'll really. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I know one, you and that's what's this, going to happen. This now. one will have the spoiler of the. Pr- yeah, I see. You know, no, I won't. So don't okay. do that, Douglas. I won't do Prove that. Him no. wrong. It is, Prove him wrong. We just guaranteed that's going to happen. Now. <laughs> Prove it wrong. Well, George, you put it out in the universe, things happen. Uh, we also have returning 
from an exile on a Belize island, uh, evidently. <laughs> she was with the Hobgoblin. Remember that question? Hobgoblin, right. what was, well, she wasn't in Belize because the Hobgoblin was on Isla Suerta. Like, that, isn't that an island uh, in the Jurassic Park? Okay. Uh, no, Isla Nubar. Ashley, the fans have missed you. Welcome back. I'm back. I was not in Belize or anything nearly as, as exciting. I was just, you know, life. But life. There you go. <laughs> real real quick, what do you think of the Black Cat solo book? It's it's uh it's I think it's not bad. I have been enjoying it. I'm not, yeah. not quite as caught up with it as I need to be. Um I still can't get over the god awful art from the first book. I'm it's, traumatized it's getting better. By. And have you read the oh. annual yet? She's marrying Peter no, Parker on the cover. I know, yeah. yeah. I've seen that cover leak for so long, and I'm like, I... Yeah. She was yeah, I, I never want to get, like, baited by those covers. I'm like, I know I'm just going to be disappointed, especially ever since the What If, where it was like, what if uh, Peter married Felicia, and she just dies in the end? I'm like, yeah. well, that's every What If. Guys. <laughs> and also, they announced that there's going to be a PS4 Black Cat miniseries. Oh, what, yes. what do you think of that? Oh, man. If we get more of... Um, um, that Felicia, I'm all for it. Awesome, awesome. All right, That's now right. that we've now we've talked Black Cat, we've caught up since June. Uh, Jr. Absolute Carnage, tie-in, ASM eight thirty-two, aka Norman in a symbiote suit. Go. All right. <laughs> Carnage, you know, boy, as Brad already said, boys and girls, this is an absolute garbage tie-in. <laughs> and uh, I tell you, this is, uh, for some of us old-time fans, this was a interesting, uh, interesting one to open up to because the first few pages are pretty well a panel-by-panel and dialogue accurate representation of the first few pages of Amazing Spider-Man number one hundred and twenty-one, uh, when uh, and uh, uh, Mary Jane and Gwen, and then ultimately Peter come to Harry's Harry's side after he is OD'd. Although it's kind of interesting that they don't uh, they don't say what the drug he overdosed on. Uh, this time around is because uh, I guess LSD is not a hip drug to overdose on anymore. Uh, but uh, so anyway, so Harry's had an overdose and uh, you know, Peter co goes in to see him where Gwen and Mary Jane are already there. And then Norman is uh, Norman is there to greet him and is just going completely out of his mind because this is, this was nearing the end. This was nearing uh, Norman's first end. And uh, uh, he uh, blames Spider-Man or Peter for all of Harry's problems. Uh, and, uh, then the scene shifts to the battle we saw last issue with Norman Osborn and the Carnage out the symbiote laying down a serious whooping on Spider-Man. And while little Normie Osborn and the previously non-existent plot device known as Eddie Brock's son, you know, are holed up in a closet because old Norm wants little Norman's codex uh, because that's the watch that everybody wears, the cheap watch that everybody wears uh into the in marvel is the codex watches i thought it was uh, where uh, those were expensive ones so uh but they, so they want the codex I, again, I guess it's in your spine or whatever because you know carnage wants all the codexes and everyone who ever wore carnage symbol has got one and he's going to summon the god 
crawl or whatever, and everybody's going to come out in horses shooting lasers because that's so stupid. Uh, but anyway, um, kind of like a old bad 1980s. Man, he, is he dogging? Man, I like the Venom book, but Jr. has no interest in it. Well, hey, I, Cole was uh, we no, this. no, Cole. no. Oh, I thought you said Cole. He does. He hasn't read it. It's null. <laughs> K-N-U-L-L. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway. The so is silent. So, the, the, so, so this god is going to come down, like I said, riding horses and shooting lasers or whatever, and uh, ripped off some kind of ripped off story. Uh, very 80-ish. But anyway, so... Um, so anyway, so then the scene shifts back to the uh, our amazing 121 retread, uh, where Norman chases uh, the gang out of the house, and uh, they uh, ponder what's driven to you know Harry to uh, his current state. State, and uh, then we go to Arca. I mean, <coughs> Ravencroft uh, <laughs> Asylum, where the Centidemon. The scented demon is continuing his monologuing uh, while Norman is straightjacketed in a padded cell. And uh, scented demon, you know, scented demon is saying, Well, Norman, you'll always have that victory. Uh, and he's referring to the death of Gwen Stacy. Uh, and that Norman is, and scented demon says that Norman is the only man who hates Peter as much as he does, although he can't figure out why Norman hates Peter so much. Uh, but not only does he send a demon, you know, he makes it clear that he has reasons for hating Peter Parker, but he also has reasons for wanting Norman Osborne to pay for all of his sins. Um, and then of course, you know, Santa demon says, well, you know, I mean, ultimately it wouldn't be right if you killed Spider-Man, uh, while you still thought you were Cleus Cassidy. So, you know, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull a Star Trek to the wrath of Khan on you, you know, and I'm going to send some little, little squiggly thing to go into your ear, ear canal or whatever. So, and, um, and but anyway, since this okay, so I think the the if I get it right, this visit Cinnademon's visit to Norman takes place two weeks before this battle that's going on. Okay, so we go back to the battle, um, and a Spider Man lays, you know, Spider Man's laying near death, and uh, all these um, all these uh, events are playing through his mind, and. Uh, let's see here, and it gives him this. Wait a minute, where did I? Okay, I forgot the paragraph, forgot the part where actually Norman is precluded from killing Spider-Man because the uh, once the once the uh, once we see in the insane asylum we see the Senate demon beetle whatever thingy Rathacon thingy uh, go into his ear, uh, then. Norman is unable to, to administer the killing blow because something's scrambled in his brain, uh, messing with his brain. So he goes, he says, well, since I can't kill Spider-Man, I'll go get those, I'll go kill the two boys. But, you know, anyway, so, so Peter relives 121 and 122, you know, and he gets the strength to rise up and beat Norman Osborn, you know, because that's what Peter does. You know, he, he reflects back on somebody dying or some old issue or whatever, and he gives him the strength to either he gives him the strength to beat the villain or it gives him the strength to lift um, a bunch of uh, 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 collapsed building that's fallen on top it's, of him. It's called continuity strength. What do you think? Should yeah. we name it here? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so back to the asylum, back at the asylum. Um, 
Cynodemon tells Norman that he's leaving. Uh, but And he says, oh, Norman, though, when we meet again, you're going to be yourself. And we'll all be one big happy family. And here we go. I'll, this is a quote. And Cynodemon will watch as I will pry your eyes open and make you watch everything that ever mattered to you burn in the flames of hell and I'll kiss you, kiss your tears as they fall and whisper back the promises you made yourself when you did those evil things. A little bit overwritten there. Um, and I will show you that it wasn't worth it, that you achieved nothing. Well, then as he turns away, Norman goes, you, or actually Cassidy does. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and, uh, Norman slash Cassidy says that, uh, you know, he, uh, it's Cassidy talking, but it's like he hears Norman's voice in his head. Norman's voice has really been, was really excited when Santa Demon came. And he says, well, you know what? There's nothing, you know, I've got a message from Norman. Uh, there's nothing that you can do that will make me regret the choices that I've made. Um, but every man wants a legacy and you have proven beyond all odds to be my legacy. And I am so proud of you. You know, and the Norman Cassidy laughs <laughs> while Senate demon walks away. And then, um, you know, next issue we begin, we begin another stupid ass crossover event. Okay. Uh, what's your grade? Jared? I give it a B plus a B plus Zach. Uh, this is an A. An A. Ashley. B minus. George. B minus. B out of me. George, I mean, JR, your pros. Well, you know, I, uh, I, I like the, uh, the flashbacks to 121. I mean, uh, you feel like, uh, yeah, I just feel like this is building towards something, yeah. you know, I mean, and, and it's going to be a major event that involves not just Peter, but Norman as well. So, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, it kind of got me anticipatory. So I would say that's my big pro. You, and just, I mean, this, the slavish devotion to um, amazing 121. You know, JR, do you think you know. it's Harry Osborne, Kindred? Boy, it is just so obvious. Yeah. But it's, therefore, it can't be. And yeah. I, was, I was trying to, I was debating whether or not it could be Flash because, you know, Norman. I mean, Norman killed Flash. And uh, Norman would probably, you know, remember, you know, Flash, you know and his egomania and lording it over everybody. And, you know, I thought that was one reason why Santa demon was upset when Peter drew Felicia into this whole thing. Um, because, you know, maybe there was a residual part of flash in him, but it, it uh, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it's so obvious that it's Harry that it can't be yeah. Harry. <laughs> I agree. Hey, JR uh, is uh, Norman Cassidy uh, is, is uh, Normandy an acceptable nickname. Normandy. <laughs> Normandy. <laughs> It Norman D is uh, almost sounds like a rapper. Norman D. Norman D. So Cletus Cassidy, refresh me, Zach, since you're reading Venom. I, may, I don't know if Ashley is or not. Is Cletus Cassidy in Cletus Cassidy's body, or is the spirit of Cletus Cassidy in Norman, or is Norman just crazy in this? Both. Um, my understanding is is that part of Cassidy's essence is with is connected to Noel, and. Symbio bro would be the guy to ask this question, yeah. truthfully. But um, during the final slot issue, that's what kind of combined Cassidy and Norman. And Cassidy yeah. kind of took the elements of Cassidy took over through the Carnage symbiote. So right. Cassidy's body is is being used by Null, 
but part of his psyche attached itself to Norman. Okay, so to get Cletus 100%, we got to get the Norman bits, and uh, Norman and Norman and Cassie back. Yeah. Okay, and then get Null back wrapped in the symbiote Which planet. is basically how they're going to probably do it. Basically, the okay. symbiote's going to go away from Norman, and once it goes away from Norman, Norman's going to go back to being Norman. Crazy, yeah. Okay, any other pros, JR, before we open it up? No, I mean, I, that was pretty well it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other pros? Let's hear them. Uh, since I had the highest grade, um, this artwork by by Will Sliney is just freaking phenomenal. No, not Will Sliney. It's uh, uh, not Will Sliney, Ryan uh, Otley. Ryan Otley. Otley. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Otley. My bad. My bad. Will Sliney's a good artist, though. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, great. Yeah. No, um, this artwork by, by Otley is absolutely some of the best artwork we've gotten in the last several years. Um, I just like how we get this this um, Silence of the Lambs vibe with this version of Norman being in the padded cell. Um, you know, you kind of like I could see a young Anthony Hopkins playing playing a great Norman. Um. But like I say, I think uh, I, I just really enjoyed how effortless, and I said this last month a little bit, but how effortlessly um, Spencer was able to take an event such as such as Absolute Carnage and really make this a non-essential story. You don't have mm-hmm. to be reading this. It's an essential story for Amazing Spider-Man that happens to invo- happen to involve Absolute Carnage. But if you're reading yeah. Absolute Carnage, it's really not the most essential story to read. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, those people that are re- just reading the symbiote books will come over and read ASM and vice versa. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ashley, what's some thing you gave it a B minus, if I remember correctly? B minus. Yeah. What, what's what's pro? What did you like about it? Um, I think most of my pros are in line with JR's. That I like that it feels like it's building up to something. Um. I am kind of surprised with how long uh, since Demon Dude's been kept a mystery. With um, that he's introduced back in Slots Run, and with how with how quickly stuff blew over with um, some of Slots' events, um, I kind of expected it to just be forgotten by now. But he's still a really um, integral part of the story. There's like some legitimate mystery around him, and I'm really interested in what he's doing. So I liked how. Um, this issue gave us more to um, to kind of, you know, again, piggybacking off what J.R. said, building the anticipation for what that ultimate reveal is going to be. It's a legit mystery, and I don't think we've had one of those. They tried to do, yeah. they, they tried to do that with, oh, uh, Menace. Menace. Yeah, Menace. <laughs> Which was a copy of the, uh, uh, basically, basically copy of the Hobgoblin. Yeah, it was a Xerox I mean, in this we haven't had a really good mystery. Um, yeah, in a Gee, long time since the Hobgoblin. I give you that. And there's actual anticipation of trying to find out who it is. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not like not the '90s where you had a person, a mysterious person, in the shadows all the mm-hmm. time. It's really more, you know. It's in. I know some people like Matt Giovanni on our Facebook page. You know he's griping about how long it's taken Spencer to get to this point. But we also got to realize we're just barely at a year publishing wise. Publishing wise, we just now reached the first year of the of this arc. Um, 
I, I still think we got another six months to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the Hobgoblin mystery, which we keep referring to, went on a lot longer than that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think maybe this is wrapping up around issue 50. I think that that issue, the 50th issue, which would be what, what, uh, 851, um, would be a really, or, or eight, you know, could be uh, 849. Yeah, what about 850? That'd be good. That'd be a nice round number, and then you can just go back to the regular numbering. Screw the. Oh God, we'll do another one. Number one, they'll do. No, it. no, 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 another one. We just continue on with the legacy numbering, without the without the. Nah, they they do 850 and then do a number one again. Right. <laughs> you know, Marvel. Come on. Right, well, at least they're still doing the legacy numbering, and I, you know, if if they're gonna do this needless relaunch BS, um, just do, include include the include the legacy numbering and move on. George, um, pro- oh, go ahead, Zach. Go ahead, George. George, some pros out of you. Uh, I like the artwork, like Jr. I like the uh, the callbacks to one twenty one. You know that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, past that, uh, I mean, like Ashley, uh, and I've said, you know, I, I I'm engaged in the mystery of of um, of this of, of the Santa Demon of uh, of what is it, Kindred. Yeah, kindred, send a demon, whatever we want to call him. Um, but um, there was I, more. There was more than one issue callback, George. That sh- I imagine you liked. That I liked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, I, like I said, that, I, I, and I like the callbacks. I just, uh, they they feel kind of lost on being tied into a crap symbiote event. Well, the the callback was of Secret Wars. Yeah, with him and the and the machine. Him at the symbiote coffee machine. Yeah, yeah. the symbiote coffee machine, where the where the turd falls out. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but I have a question. While I like that stuff, I'm just uh, I, I get, it's it's symbiote stuff. I mean, like there's there's venom stuff. This is because you, you know me. I, I I don't like any of the symbiote crap. Uh, Venom was an interesting character before brains, brains, nom nom, and before the symbiote stuff just went bananas. Yeah, right. It is bananas. But Carnage is the nadir of symbiote storytelling. He really is. I mean, he had one interesting first appearance, you know, back in the day, back in the the early 90s. Uh, And then everything after that, everything past that has been pure, complete crap. And I'm so sick of Spider-Man comics continually being drugged into these stupid ass symbiote crossovers i'm just done i i just as i a, can't as be bothered a, uh, with it i just uh, zach and i are defending absolute carnage which is ryan stegman producing some i'm sure it looks great stegman's fantastic Steg- and also donnie cates is doing a hell of a job the, the I, thing, I think the meeting is awesome here's the pr- here's the thing that the venom title right now is trying to accomplish and not a, a lot of bad writers. I don't would care not. if I wanted that. If I wanted that, I'd go read a Venom comic. I don't and, want it in my Amazing Spider-Man. Will you let me finish? No. Whatever. <laughs> uh, my point is, is what Donny Cates is trying to do is he's trying to establish a mythology for Venom because Venom, as a character, is standing on his own. I agree. Is solely dependent on Spider-Man right now. Everyone tries to come up with with, with, with that for Venom. This one Everybody. actually works. But, He's but doing a good job. They're doing. They're doing. Look, they're trying to craft a story that 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 develops Eddie Brock from being just a one-note, one-dimensional character. Yep. And they've they've done a a, a remarkable job in making me emotionally invested in Eddie. Yes. Um, 
whereas I didn't give a damn about Eddie Brock before this this run, I actually give a crap about Eddie now. Yep. Um, Kate's does a great job on this, and also Guardians of the Galaxy does a really good job on too. And I think that this event, uh, it you know, if it had been like every other, most of the other events have, have involved like one of the satellite titles, like Friendly Neighborhood probably would have been involved in this event normally. But that's why I think it's so impressive about Spencer is that where some people like George on face value would probably have dismissed these two issues. Still do. Completely. You wouldn't even have picked him up, but because you picked him up, he made it worth it. And that's what I think was yeah. impressive about Spencer this time. Uh, I, I look at it this way. Spencer did the best at, uh, that he could at, at not letting it derail the main story and trying you know, to make it make sense for the main story. But at the same time, uh, I, I have to wonder, you know, would, it, it, is the overall story, once we get to the end of all of this, is it, will it have been enriched by Carnage's presence, really? No, I'll, I'll say this. Okay, then. then, I, then, I, I, then I, we I, don't need it. Uh, look, and, and we I, don't have it. Spencer doesn't have a choice. I mean, right. he's going to do what Marvel wants. And Marvel says, no, we have to push this symbiote crossover because, you know, it's symbiote stuff and we got, it's our fetish. We have to rub our junk on it. <laughs> but I, I just it, the, the overall story it doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. It's just wasting time. Uh, but I think you know, in the grand scheme of things, we what used what five six pages of a, of a symbiote story because because of having Norman attached to the symbiote. That's the only like it, be, basically this is more of Spencer trying to clean up slot again, um, in a way that. I, I just felt like was really extremely well crafted, and but the one uh, one question I have for the whole panel, we've criticized we criticize slot a lot for continuity porn with these callbacks to these old issues that we've seen with Spencer in these two issues. Would it be considered continuity porn or not? Not not the stuff he was highlighting, no. I mean, like I, the way Spencer does it, it's not as gratuitous as the way Slot does it. Spencer will do it and make it part of organic storytelling. Slot did it to try to point out, "Oh, hey, look, I know what this thing is. See, I know more than Spider-Man about anybody else. Hey, look, I'm the guy that finally gave you that Spider-Man bullseye fight, even though we'd already had one years and years earlier. So, no, it's not the same thing. Which, which, which to, 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 to. You know, not that I'm going to completely defend Slot, but let's face it, that was during the Mackie Burn reboot, and nobody remembers that anyway. Doesn't matter, it happened. I know. I know. Somebody, somebody, somebody who likes to crow about how much continuity porn they know should have known that. All right, I agree. Uh, cons, let's move on to cons, JR. Uh, well, you know, the, the, the Carnage story just does not interest me in the slightest. It, it doesn't interest me in the slightest. Uh, but the, um, so I would, but but I, 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 on the reverse of that, it's I can I can I can see it ending. I mean, for Norman, that is. I mean, I can see the clear end. I mean, Joshua is wondering, you know, if I was going to grade, if I'd grade the story lower because of, uh, you know, that the the Carnage symbiote still or Cassidy is still attached to Norman. And it's like no, because I see the end of it. I, I mean, you know, because Senator Demon's already said that he's going to be back to normal. So, you know, I, I can tolerate a little bit more of this. But, yeah, anything with Carnage is just – Cassidy is a boring villain. I mean, he's a, he's a boring-ass villain. 
you know, he's the same all the time. And honestly, how many, um, how many deviations of the symbiote story can you, you know, can you tell? I mean, it's yeah. The, the, the symbiote it's like, it's like DC con is almost worse than DC con. <clears throat> the symbiote reproducing is every bit as bad as Spider-Man having clones. It just, it just replicates and replicates and replicates. And each one just gets poorer and poorer and poorer and poorer. It really is just, it's the nadir of Spider-Man storytelling. It really is. Ashley, you gave it a kind of a lower grade. What's the cons out of you? For me, the biggest thing is that this issue just can't stand by its, um, on its own. Um, One, because it is wrapped up in this event um, that feels like, you know, it came out of nowhere it's not really tied to the current plot or character arcs we have developing already outside of, um, you know, Kindred and his involvement um, Two, like, it feels like the actual content that we had in this, that wasn't, you know, a flashback or looking back at anything was entirely dependent on Kindred standing in the same spot, monologuing to the same person so there's just very, very little actually happening. Um, and then three, um, I tend to not like this in any kind of narrative when the majority of the expositions told through flashback and um, exposition through dialogue. Um, that's just weak storytelling. Um, they're not the best methods to really stay active. Um, and it created this, like, it was this weird braid almost where we had the one timeline where Kindred is talking to Norman at the, at Ravencroft and then that was like flashing back uh, interwoven with flashbacks to when Norman was carnage and attacking Peter and the two boys and then the flashbacks to um, issue 121 and um, how that all tied together. It's like it did all tie together ultimately, but it was just a lot of looking back, looking back, looking back. And every time we moved forward, nothing was happening. So it, it that makes it to me feel a lot like padding and filler. So okay. uh, other cons, George, listed a bunch of anti-symbiote cons. Uh, Zach, any cons out of you? Um, I almost, I wish they would have resolved the Norman situation in ASM. I, that's one thing that I feel like should be, should have been resolved in ASM and not in the bigger event. Um, that's probably my biggest con with this story. I, 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 I'd like to have seen a resolution to that. Yeah. Um, just because I just feel like that because it started in ASM to me, it should have ended in ASM and not in absolute carnage number five. Um, it's just, it's to me, that's assuming that people, that people are going to read absolute carnage. Not everybody's going to do that. It's not everybody's cup of tea. And so um, to me, I just feel like that because of that, that that's why I didn't give it like an a plus, you know, a plus, um, I just, like I say, I, I think that we have gotten so used to bad storytelling in tie-in issues <laughs> that it's refreshing to see good storytelling done in a, in a tie-in issue for once. True. So, yeah. And I've yeah. said this. Um, you kind I, of getting, um, oh, no, real no, quick. You, sorry, George. No, don't. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. You reminded me that, um, 
seeing this not resolve your point about this not resolving in the main story in the, in the main um spider-man line this issue to me read like something that we would have gotten in one of the spinoff series you know like you know web of spider-man or spectacular spider-man back in the day right. not something that you'd ever see in the main um the main run of spider-man so um the the thing i was going to say um about um about the tie-in and, uh, you know, about the quality of it being, uh, it, it's a better quality tie-in than a low quality tie-in. And that's true. Spence, and that's, that's to Spencer's credit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, that's the, that's a, that can be attributed to, to the quality of Spencer's writing. Um, and, and it made me think uh, because, I, you know, at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, we, we have to have this tie-in event forced onto us. We don't want it. It's going to be forced onto us anyway. Shut up and eat your oatmeal. Um, but, um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it made me think of like reading Spider-Man 2099 back when Peter David brought it back <clears throat> and watching how Peter David would do the best that he could yeah. when Spider-Man 2099 would have to have a stupid ass crossover forced onto it by, you know, and I can't remember which one it was now at this point. It was the other. Yeah. Was it? It started, he started friendly neighborhood with the other. He w- his very first issue of Friendly Neighborhood was a crossover. Um, I'm thinking re- like like the la- like the last several years, like when he was doing uh, when he brought back 2099 with Sliney. Oh, he was interrupted with Secret Wars by Hickman. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, 2099. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. so so in that regard, Spencer is a lot like Peter David in that they're going to do the best they can with having a, a crossover event forced onto him, especially when it interrupts the main story. But at least with those two writers, you know, it's going to be good writing. They're going to, they're going to give it their best game to try to make it sense and, you know, and, and not have a derail, whatever it is they're going on. Uh, I, I think the main reason is Marvel just stop foisting on stupid event crossovers on, onto the rest of our comics. Stop it. Stop. Yeah. Well, this is a practice in the last 20 years that we need to let die. Of crossovers, <clears throat> yeah. Well, crossover. well yeah, I, I, huge, I, I, huge event, huge event comics. You, you know, you know the 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 event that started these things. Do you remember? It's longer than twenty years. It's that's why I said the last twenty years. Secret Wars two. That's <clears throat> what started it. I'm going back. I, no, Brad. I'm going back to like. Those are fine. I look back because here's the thing. Those were the exception, not the norm in the eighties in the late eighties. That, that wasn't happening all over the place. It just had back then when those two things kicked off, there wasn't a lot of other crossovers happening every and every now and then, if it was told, it was told in like a limited series. Like you might have the X-Men and um, you know, when they, when they, when they had their X-Men, what was it? X-Men crossover. And they were like an Asgard. That was wonderful. It was like a four issue limit series. Fantastic. Now that would be a, an event that would take an entire year crossover into every goddamn other comic right? and go on for way too long and have 197 parts. And, and at the end of the day, over 600 variants to me, this, that the, there's one thing like we're not, it's not as bad as it used. Like this year we had, what was it? War of the realms that like, yeah, War of the was realms. like that where it was, it, it infested itself into everything. To me, we had like Marvel needs to give at like let's have a year without a major event. Let's just let these guys tell their stories. 
And if you want to tie into other people's stories, great. But let's not make it these the it's 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 the, one of the problems I have with slot was nothing will ever be the same again. Yeah, but I mean, and, and, and slot's defense, that's not slot. That's Marvel. Well, that's marketing. what I'm saying. That's, Marvel slot was really bad about it on ASM. Um, my I mean, point slot is, would, don't get me wrong. Slot would get on there and regurgitate that crap on Twitter. Right. Yeah. I just I just feel like that. Give a directive if, if you're if you're Sobolski, Give a directive, and just let them just let let your guys tell the stories. Because right now, <laughs> if, like those of us that are that were reading Venom and enjoying Venom and enjoying the segment on art, we had to pull segment off to go do this big event, and so I we had to get a very much an inferior artist to do Venom. I'd rather it just be tell the story in Venom. You want to do some tie-in books, cool, but like again, don't drag other tie. Like let ASM do its thing, let Venom do its thing. Let Real quick, before do its we thing. go on to the next book, I want to ask the Spider Jeopardy 2019 champion, uh, since he knows all the history. Uh, Jeffrey in YouTube chat says, "Is this the first time Peter was able to defeat Carnage single-handedly without any helps or tricks?" Do you know, Jr? Mm-mm. No, I don't. Yes. Because, um, I mean, every time, every time, because when you look back, I mean, first I, appearance, he had Venom. Second appearance was Ma- Maximum Carnage, and he had half the Marvel Universe. Third appearance was, I think, Silver, uh, Silver Carnage, Surfer. Co- yeah, Carnage Cosmos. So he had Silver Surfer there. Uh, I, I think during the Mackie Byrne reboot, didn't he have Venom again? Like, every no. time he has to bring Venom in, because you can't have Venom without Carnage. Like, you can't have Carnage without Venom. So... One on one, mano y mano. The, the first time say, in thirty years, Spider-Man single-handedly beat Carnage. But that's only help. because Norman Osborn was in the suit, because he's and, whooped Norman's butt a few times, right? Of course, you could, <laughs> the, the, there is. You could put an asterisk there because he did have the Venom symbiote as well. Yeah. All right. Real, let's real, move on real, to, real quick, Brad. Real quick, I want to. I want to speak to something that the Spidey dude said. I don't think this is a Sabolsky thing. I, I think Sabolsky would be happy as a pig in mud to let uh, to let you know these guys be able to tell their stories without being interrupted by crossovers. I think this is a Buckley thing. Yeah, it's all about sales. I think this is a Buckley thing. Yeah, I I, I agree. Or Alan Fine. <coughs> or both. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving uh, on to ASM eight thirty three. George has this one. We have one of the new pencilers on it, which I like. Yeah, Patrick uh, Gleason did a really good job. Really good job. Yeah. I, I'm almost. Do you? I, I think I might like him better than Otley. I don't know. No, no. Do you, you don't? No. no. Why? I mean, he, 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 the, I'm, not, the, I'm not saying that. We'll get into that in a second. I'm not saying that Otley is is better or Gleason's better. I'm not saying that either way. I, I like them both. They have different styles, but I yeah. like them both. But I prefer Otley as Otley. As, as the yeah. penciler right now. I, I really like Gleason too. And okay. here's the, I like, because Spencer is doing such a good job right now. And I like it when the writer's knocking it out of the part and he has a consistent artist that, and there's that flow there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's good, it's good to alternate. If this book comes out twice a month to have two really strong. Yeah. No, it, yeah. it would be. Yeah. And, and he, uh, Gleason would be fantastic to have okay. him. So take me. I think, I, well, I, as far as I understand, Gleason is the full-time artist with Otley. Yeah, that's what I understand. And then too. They'll have some. Cause they'll Ramos have is out. Then yeah, Ramos fine. is done. Yeah. Well, then that's fine. Yeah. I like, yeah. Gleason, Gleason is, uh, does, does really good work here. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it starts off <clears throat> with uh, with a fire at a Roxxon oil platform. 
explosions everywhere. A portal opens up into the sky. And you see, I, I don't know what this is. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Some sort of, suddenly, I'm a, I'm a Native American storyteller. <laughs> I can get away with that because I'm an Osage. All right. Oh, I, I can actually use like Osage words like, what you say? What I hello. You know, and I'm like, uh-huh. anyway. Um, so, uh, so yeah, there's this brilliant light appears over the platform and then immediately we go to, uh, to Lila and her spectacular cleavage, um, <laughs> trying to, uh, trying to wake Miguel up, yelling at him to wake up while he's on an operating table with like weird ass goon, you know, like science goons all around him getting ready to dissect him. Uh, you hear some, uh, shadowy men in the next room, Roxon guys, uh, you know, talking about, uh, oh, what a disappointment this, um, this oil platform catastrophe is. It's uh, a guy had to cancel his, uh, his trip to Martha's Vineyard to go talk to the Senate because of it. And um, the one guy points out <clears throat> while they're talking, he's like the guy that we have here, cause they're watching Miguel get operated or about to get operated on. And he points out that he's from 2099 and uh, the rest of them are like the future. What? You know, and the guy's like, yeah, think about it. Think of, of all the discoveries we can make when we biopsy this guy. And, you know, think of all the patents, you know, and he's like, you know, he's like Mr. Burns talking about patenting the technology they can get from maybe uh, dissecting Miguel. Um, we go over back to Empire State University. Peter's daydreaming about Mary Jane and having day nightmares about the kingpin. Also about Kindred. Uh, he's in a study group. Um we're finally getting to the point where Peter is addressing, you know, the, the steps he's taking to, to rectify the whole doctorate thing. Yeah. Uh, which is something that, of course, uh, Spencer reestablished, you know, like when he came onto the book and he had, uh, you know, he had the lizard, you know, basically going to bat for Spider-Man saying, you know, let's let's give him let's give him a second chance. Uh, so Peter's with a study group here actually has the one guy threaten him is like, look, you know, this is important to us. Don't be plagiarizing anything. Another guy named Jamie shows up. Looks like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Some, his name's Jamie. looks like a douchebag. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and he's, and he's got, he's got a webware watch on, you know, from Peter's uh, from Parker industries. And uh, there's a brief one panel explanation about all of that. <laughs> And, uh, and the thing is supposed to like, you know, the, the guy is describing it, you know, Peter's like, Oh my God, is that work? And he's like, no, nah, not really, not as intended, but it uh, gives me alerts whenever there's like a, a national emergency or something. So they talk in their study group for a while. Uh, they're, they're talking about the accelerator program, I guess, that they're working on uh, at the university. And then Peter's like, uh, Peter suggests cloning as a yeah. supplement to fill into. And I'm like, no, stop. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody reach over and slap him. But um, then sure enough, alarm bells go off. There's uh, you know, everyone gets up from the table. Oh God, what is, you know, fire alarm, what's going on? You know, there's a guy, a hipster looks, guy with a beard and a mohawk. Looks like Guy Fieri. Yeah. Trying to like, uh, <laughs> trying to herd people out of the library. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're trying to herd people Get out of the library. And, uh, and Jamie, you know, points out that, uh, the webware doesn't go off when there's an emergency. And he's like, and he even says, can't believe the webware didn't work again. Actually, I can. 
And I was like, yeah, that, that's, I, I, I took that as kind of an inside wink as that. Yes. The Parker Anderson thing was, was ravagely stupid. Yep. Yes. Uh, speaking of ravagely stupid, uh, we have Teresa <laughs> who, uh, who has set the fire alarm off to come in and get Peter and, uh, take Peter away so that Peter, you know, while Peter's back at his first day at school, you know, trying to progress forward with his life. Uh, But no, Teresa can't have that. So the two of them wind up doing surveillance. They're on a light post looking down at a meeting between Chameleon and the Foreigner. Man, I haven't seen the Foreigner in a long time. We thought the Foreigner was dead. When When was the last, when was the last time we, because the last time we saw the Foreigner wasn't he, didn't he get killed? Yeah, I thought, I thought the last time we saw him was like in Spec Peter David era, eighties. Yeah, I, I'm almost positive he was killed like during the. Uh, I want to say it was during like the name of the Rose era web of Spider Man. How I, I thought the guy was dead. Oh, ninety. Yeah. Okay, and here he turns up looking like uh, like Gart. You know, um, Garth uh, Brooks. <laughs> no, no, no. Who? Smack. Who? Who was the artist when Garth Ennis did the Punisher? Oh, he's passed away. Uh, Dylan, Steve Dylan. Steve he Dylan, passed yeah. away. Yeah, he's de- he he passed Ooh, away. Yeah, I, I think he passed that. away earlier this year. Did he? Oh God, that he was a really good artist. Shit. Yeah. Um, but no, this guy's profile, the foreigner's profile, reminded me of like a Steve Dylan Punisher for some reason. Oh, that does. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it yeah. really it really did. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I really liked the the in a, the first one. By the time now, we got around around to like the Russian with boobs, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Dog, you lost me. But by, by the way, uh, foreigner, former lover of Felicia oh, Hardy, right? Yes, actually, yeah. yep. yep. And the source of my favorite uh, costume of Felicia's, her, where she melts down these two gold trophies he's, he has and yep. forges them into these revenge pauldrons on this leather jacket she has over a white jumpsuit, and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> it was That's a total that, 80s costume. It really it was. was. That, 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 that it was really an awful was. 80s costume. I'm I love sorry, it. Ashley. It was. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve Dillon died three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. Ruptured appendix. Yikes. Oh. I had that. Oh, my God. I had that just about three years ago. Remember when I had my appendix taken out? That was yeah, around the same time. Yeah. And my, I had the same thing, ruptured appendix. Jesus. Mm. That is going quickly. Oof. I never knew. Yeah, I didn't hear that. That sucks. He was, he was good. He was, he was a good artist. I agree. Yeah. Um, all right. So the foreigner shows up. Chameleon is, uh, is about to, um, looks like they're having some kind of like, um, oh, so what is this thing called? The infinity formula? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. kind of, um, they didn't really explain. Has this shown up before? Do we know what this is? And I just yeah, remember it. That's why I kept Nick Fury young yeah. all those years. Is that what that is? That what yeah. that is? I thought it was called yeah. something else. I Wasn't it, was it like, tied into, uh, Captain America stuff too? Now that was Super yeah. Soldier. I thought super the yeah, soldier, it was, it was an attempt I, I, to cre- recreate the Super Soldier serum and then right. come up with the okay. I the guess Infinity, I did, yeah, Infinity Formula. I guess, I guess I, it's been so long since I read like uh, like early Cap or like any of the Stranko stuff. I guess I just mm-hmm. kind of lose track of, of some of that stuff. But um, but yeah, Chameleon's got like a case of it, the Infinity Formula. So Foreigner can I guess presumably uh, never die. You know, never die. Although he says later he's got a buyer, so. Uh, I guess he's just acting as a middleman, but it, either way, Spider-Man jumps in along with Teresa, who's now apparently the Wasp. Whatever. Yeah, does no. She, did, she, she got those. She got those in spec. Does she have a name, or she uh, just, or or she just uses like you know? Teresa. Oh, look! I've got a. I, I've got wings. I'm like. What a is wasp. it, Ashley? I forget. 
TP. TP. Teresa Parker toilet ah, paper. Yeah. 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 There you go. So she swings in where there are falcon slash wasp wings, which, okay, because comics, I guess. She, I don't know. She got those from S.H.I.E.L.D. during the spec, during spec, uh, Zadarsky. Zadarsky spec run. So we have Zadarsky to thank for that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Mark Wade for introducing her in Family Business, the graphic yeah. novel. Yeah. So. So Spider-Man comes in, starts beating ass because it's Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then and then they sick an army of jack-o'-lanterns on them. Guys that like look like they're wearing mod- like literal like jack-o'-lantern heads, like Mackendale used to like roll. Yeah, back like old day. school Mackendale jack-o'-lanterns. And the about some kind of souped up new suits. Of course. So, so Spider-Man and Not Wasp are fighting them. TP. And uh and, and, you know, Spider-Man, eventually she starts going after Chameleon. Spider-Man's like, oh, you know, she's got she's got kind of a vendetta. She's out for revenge. Well, hell yeah. They they killed the guy that, would, uh, you know, she was rolling in the sheets with. What was his name? Who cares? No one cares. All right. So, <laughs> Plot rolling, device. Rolling in the sheets. More so, like rolling the TP. So <laughs> Foreigner's like, you know what? Fine. Uh, let's just do this. I'll get my hands dirty. And so credit the foreigner foreigners like just starts rolling up his sleeves is like all right i'll beat spider-man's ass okay wow right now i'm like the stones on this guy i know right i'm like i mean he's fought heralds of galactus and juggernaut before sure sure slugger get out there see what you got you know i'm like all right fine who's a big boy who's wearing big boy pants today yeah so he starts fighting Spider-Man, and he actually does. He actually does pretty good. Yep. Yeah. He's his. Uh, he's got a form. Um, it's almost like an anticipatory kind of a form where he's like, you know, it's it's more like dodging and trying to let Spider-Man like uh, like put himself in bad situations. And finally, he gets a hold of Spider-Man's arm, and then uh, and then just uh, kind of has him in a lock. But then before he can do anything, he gets blasted from behind by Silver Sable. Silver Sable shows up and shoots Spider-Man. Doesn't shoot Foreigner. Shoot Spider-Man. Which I thought was sad. I didn't like that. Um, and it turns out she's uh she's the one that's I guess trying to buy the infinity formula. Yeah. And uh which you're like, what? But then I mean when you're as hot as Silver Sable, I mean it makes sense. You know, why why would you want to age? I just live forever. Sempre Vita. She's going to be like uh, Death Becomes Her. Uh, she'll be falling apart and start to paint herself up. No, I'm kidding. Uh, meanwhile, we go back to uh, Miguel. Miguel's thinking, uh, trying to retrace the steps of what happened in 2099. It, it looks like 2099 got erased from, from what it looks like from uh, Miguel's memories by uh, Doom 2099. Who We still don't know who that is, do we? No, we, the crossover hasn't. Oh, you know, you mean from the 90s show? A yeah, 90s no. Comic? Yeah, the nineties coming. I thought I thought it was actually Victor, time displaced version of Victor Dot Von Doom. I don't remember how it ended. I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they definitively said who it was. I don't think they did either. I remember liking that book a lot back in the day. Do you yeah, guys, Doom twenty ninety nine was interesting. It was way yeah. better than the one with the than the guy with the trash the trash man. Rabbit. The one that, the one that Stan, the, sadly, the one that Stan Lee did. I know. The, origi- <laughs> the original, can you imagine? They were originally going to have Steve Ditko pencil that. They pitched yeah, it, I remember that. Ditko I remember passed. That. Yeah, I remember Ditko that. Ditko passed, and they gave it to Paul Ryan. I remember that. 
I yeah. remember that. And I wanted and to like another artist, band, but I was like, I, I don't know. There's only so many ways you can make Garbage Man interesting. Yeah, you know. I know. But um, but no, yeah. So so Spidey, you know, or uh, Spidey 2099 is starting to recount these things uh, in his head. Uh, and he calls it the end of everything. Um, and uh, he wakes up. He starts calling out for Peter while they're about to push a needle into his eye. I know, right? And uh, and he's like, you know, Peter, or no, he's like, Parker, where is he? And the guy that's about to jab him in the head with a needle is like, sorry, excuse me? And he's like, you know, where is he? And they're like, hey, try to try to relax, buddy. You know, <laughs> you're on an operating table. We're about to do gruesome things to you. Why don't here? Do, do you want to? You want a Shasta or something? How about you just, you know, get get comfy? <laughs> but um, you know, and 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 you have the shadowy guy and the shadowy rocks on guys in suits, you know, watching on. Uh, you know, saying, "Don't worry, there's nothing to worry about. He can't get us in the here." And of course, the door comes flying off because it's Miguel, and Miguel does whatever the you know whatever the hell Miguel wants to do. But uh, rather than you know beating ass, uh, Miguel's really just mainly more concerned with um, with trying to escape. Yeah. So he's he's briefly fighting goons. Finally, he uh, he focus or uh, he crashes through the window. Look at that panel. I love that panel. Oh, I love that panel too. I, there's one thing Miguel loves to do. It's crash through windows. Yeah, Miguel is always Miguel has a long history of crashing through of crashing through windows and have it be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then suddenly he's outside. Oops, he's on a skyscraper. And he's like, okay, well, and he starts trying to cl- you know claw at the walls. He can't. And his powers aren't working. And he's like, suddenly he's falling and he's like, I can't even remember how to glide right now, which is, you know, there's nothing I liked more than, than gliding. And I can't even remember how to do it right now. Yeah. And all I can think about as he's falling is finding Peter. And then he smashes onto the top of a taxi cab. And it's just, <laughs> just, just laying there like, oh, you know, I, I could have had a V8. <laughs> Instead, right. you got a V8 engine on that taxi. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Taxi. So this one, this one. Um, no, this was a, yeah, this was a fun issue. Uh, you're great. I gave this one an A minus. Okay, uh, Ashley, what's your grade? A minus as well. Jr. I gave it a D. A Ooh. D. Oh. Zach, who's not at the table. I don't know. We'll have to come back to him later. Uh, B minus out of me. I like the last issue a little bit better. Uh, George for prose. Uh, I like the artwork. I like the writing. Yeah. Uh, I liked. I like Miguel. I always like Miguel. Yeah. I always. It's Miguel. Yeah. I always like Spider Man in his blue costume, not that ugly white one. Right. Oh. Yeah. Man. Not in that. Not in that horror. That was one of the things. That was one of the problems that the uh, when they tried to kind of revamp uh, the new Peter David. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Run on. They gave him that stupid new costume, which I mean, I I just I couldn't. I remember at the time I gave up reading it, and I was like, you know what? Here, and I think yeah, Javi took it over, and um, because I was like, I just I can't even look at this thing anymore. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's a little more old school, Miguel, um, which I like. I I like Lila being here. I like Lila's cleavage. (laughs) I was a big fan of that. Yeah, if memory, cleavage. If memory is she's still supposed to look like Marilyn Monroe. I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe. At a default level, yeah, she can change her appearance, but default, she's supposed default. to look like Marilyn, <laughs> Marilyn, like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> what did Ashley say? She goes, like a double, default. Double, default. <laughs> double default. Double default. Hey, yo. <laughs> um, but yeah, That's no, funny. I, so I, I liked it. I liked the story. Uh, it, 
interested me and intrigued me enough to see uh, where it's going. I like that Peter's taking steps again to try to further himself and get back to a place where he was legitimately unlike, you know, yeah. For the remember, this is one of our biggest complaints about slot, and it was one of the best legitimate. Well, I, I say best legitimate. Every every point of criticism we had about slot was legitimate. Hmm. Um, after 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 Spock, you know, after after all of that, Peter just went right into Parker Industries. Didn't care one bit that he gotten a doctorate he didn't deserve. Yeah. Never even thought about it again. That was some of the poorest storytelling we've seen in Spider-Man. Because if there's one person that is going to feel guilty about that and obsess over it, it is Peter Parker. But Slot had a story to tell that had nothing to do with the character. So it was not brought up again until Spencer became a writer. Thank God. Thank you, St. Spencer. So I like that. I like that we're trying that 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 Peter's finally trying to settle into advancing himself that way. It won't work. It won't stick. We know. We all know. We've been there. We're Parker fans. We know how this goes, but um, but I, I did like it. I, I like the subtle digs. You know, the guys like yeah, it's webware, it's a piece of crap, doesn't work. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, uh, I thought you also liked the foreigner part. The yeah, the motto. foreigner out of nowhere, man. Yeah, like all right, let's do this. Come on. I, really, I legitimately thought he was dead. I mean, yeah. the foreigner comes back, and then immediately everything just feels urgent. Get it? Get dun, it? Dun, 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 dun. All right, well done. Get it? Because it's foreigner. And you guys are making fun of my dancing. I swear. Well, it looked like you were having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you were having a stroke. Yeah, right? People okay. feel like they we, uh, have to call the hospital. It's not dancing anymore. We uh, went around the horn. We get, didn't get Zach's grade. What is your grade? My apologies. I had to go to the restroom. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go pinch a loaf. He's gonna give it a B for bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> B for banyo. Uh This is banyo. <laughs> uh, I was prairie dogging something fierce, y'all. Sorry, I had to get up and take care of business. Uh, <laughs> I had a turtle had a poking out. Had to go handle up. Back now with my grade. No, uh, <laughs> good lord, this went off the rails very quickly. B minus for me, um, B for Banyo. All right, yeah, for Banyo. I had to go to the Banyo. Okay, uh, open up for more pros. What did you guys like about it, Ashley? What'd you like um, about it? You gave it, I mean, what'd you give it, yeah. Ashley? Yeah, A minus, same as yeah, that's right. You liked a lot. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm happy to see Miguel like back as you know, the 2099 that we love. Um, mm-hmm. And just, I love this team up with uh, what Patrick Gleason and Matthew Wilson, like the colors are, the yeah. art is to die for. And it's that one panel where we have what, like um, Miguel's face by Lila's and like his memories where it's kind of fading. And then Dr. Doom, like it, that is like a poster yeah. right there. It was uh, good looking I, art. I, that bumped my grade up just that one page alone. Um, but yeah, I'm always really excited. Just did the aesthetic, the, I love Miguel. I just, I'm really excited to see him again. Um, I really liked how we opened on Peter's, you know, getting back to Peter's school life and kind of yeah. like a, um, a simpler approach after, you know, some of the other stuff. I'm, I'm really glad that we're getting a balance with, Peter's kind of day-to-day life and some more of that slice of life that feels so native to Spider-Man. Right. Um, in addition to like, you know, the action adventure when, you know, when he's actually in the suit. 
Um, so it felt like we got a good mix of all of that stuff um, in this issue. Cool. Uh, Zach, what's some pros? Because I'm going to go to straight to cons with JR in a minute because he okay, gave it a D. Because yeah, I've got some cons too, and I think. Okay. What's, we're still on pros though. So, uh, you know, I like the artwork, but I'm going to get into some of my issues with it in a little bit. Um, I like Silver Sable. Uh, just because I'm in Vegas, maybe doesn't did, mean that you, I don't think you bought a you bought a Silver Sable Legend in Vegas. No, I. I, I, I think he brought it. I brought you brought. Home. Wait, 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 wait. You, you went to Vegas and you brought action figures with you. <laughs> what the hell? Really? I, I threw it in my bag. This is I a town. This is a town of of, of, of of topless bars and buffets, and you bring. You bring toys. Did you bring it? Did you bring it for this episode specifically? Yes, because we were going to wow. talk about Sable. I'm committed to my art. Wow. Craft, so. Okay. Like they checked I mean, I your bag and there was a silver it. sable in it. Yeah. Wow. Like, all right. Bam. George, that's how committed he is to show props during this episode. Oh, he ought and to be he- committed. All right. <laughs> And he brought Kane in his bag too. No, God, that's that's not a mark of sanity. That's the All mark right. of Kane, is what that is. <laughs> okay, uh, cons. Let's go to cons, George. Um, Teresa, I bet. Yeah, I I'm just I'm not. I don't care for Teresa either. I'm not on board with the whole Teresa thing. And Teresa would have, in my zeal of seeing Miguel back, uh, you know, if if Miguel had not been back here to see. The continual seeing of Teresa probably knocks this down a little bit further than what I gave it. But I mean, it's Miguel, and I'm so happy. I didn't even care that we had to suffer through uh, through Teresa. But I, but seriously, we need to get rid of Teresa. I agree. We, we we need to move. That's 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 a loser either way you cut it. It's it's time. It's time. Let her go off. Let her do her. You don't have to kill her off. Let her just let her just let her go. Just let her be her own thing. Yeah. Let, her, let her let her maybe maybe let her hang out with Jessica Drew. Maybe they can be pals. Or, maybe they can go shopping. Or uh, what's the that's the girlfriend you hate? Um, oh, Carly. Carly and Teresa can just go live on an island. What do you think? No, no. Carly I needs to die. Carly legitimately needs, Carly to, die. needs to die. But um, Teresa. But, I mean, yeah, Teresa. I mean, just just go. Teresa go away. can kill Carly. There you Teresa go. Teresa kills kill Carly, Carly and then goes go to prison. Jail. Everyone's yeah. happy. Problem solved. So many problems solved. Nice. Now he can't use that storyline now. You guys realize that without having to pay it. JR, D, is that what you gave it? Yeah. Why? What's what's going on? Well, here, here we're we go from one event to another. Yeah. You know, we go from absolute garbage and now we're into a 2099 event. So it's like so we can't tell we we can't tell Spider-Man stories. We gotta have these stupid crossovers. I utterly, you know, and Teresa, it's like, you know, I never minded the idea of Spider-Man having a sister because that's a, an old soap opera element is, uh, is, um, you know, relatives coming up out from nowhere. I mean, you know, it happens, but it's like, to me, that character should be used for meaningful stories about the relationship, not her dropping in just periodically as part of a a story or something. I mean, if she shows up, the story ought to be about them and their relationship and, you know, not, not her being this ancillary character you can just bring in from time to time for grins. And I hate this study group. They're all a bunch of losers. You know, it just... you know, I anytime the study group is on, it's just you know vomit inducing to me. They're just all douchebags. Jr., did you like twenty ninety nine back in the nineties? Uh, you know, I um, 
I was I was with it for the first year or so as they were starting to kind of build the future and how this future worked. But then it's like after the first year that it just kind of became, you know, stuff, you know, conventional superhero. I just I just felt the world building had stopped, you know. Um, so I was uh, I mean, it was an intriguing idea, but uh, so not a, you know, not a big Miguel fan. Uh, he's OK. I mean, yeah. he's OK. I like the costume. The costume's awesome. You know, uh, but, uh, you know, it, again, it's an event. It's like, wait a minute, haven't we, have, haven't we told this story before about the future being in trouble or something? You know, I mean, it's like, it's like, it just seems like we're retreading old ground. I mean, and what's the point? The point is to try to what, to get the 2099 line, reboot the 29 li- uh, 2099 line again. You know, how many times have they tried to resurrect that thing? Uh, this you is know? probably like third attempt. Give it up. You know, give it up. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of in, in some of the ballpark with Jr. I, I, I'm not nearly as jazzed for a 2099 crossover as I was for Absolute Carnage because I've been reading Venom. Now, of course, I'll be covering that on Spider Satellites, which you can get exclusively on Patreon.com/slash CrawlSpace for five bucks. Um, uh, but I, I just feel like that that uh, I would have rather than waited a couple of months to do this 2099 crossover and then some more slice of life standard Spidey fare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other cons before we move on? Any? Okay. Let's move on to the next issue, which is ASM 834. Ashley, you've got this one. All right. So this one continues the uh, art from Patrick Leeson and Matthew Wilson, who are kind of like my new dream team now. Um, so we pick up right where 8.33 left off with Miguel having crashed onto the taxi cab and he wakes up still all disoriented from the time travel and the displacement. Uh, he's been set upon by those purple dudes who've got peas on their uniforms and so I'm going to call them purple people eaters so I can't think of anything else. <laughs> he shakes them off and runs off again saying that he's got to find the Spider-Man of 2019. Who... It's currently in a uh, like this poor man's Mexican standoff with Silver Sable and Therese Parker. Silver Sable's pointing her gun at Peter or at Spider-Man, and Therese Parker's behind Silver Sable, pointing her gun at her. Um, ultimately, though, uh, Teresa doesn't hesitate and splatters Sable's brains all over the asphalt brutally and in grisly detail. But psych, Silver Sable was a robot the entire time and just got her metal head blown off. The real Sable pulls up in a little medivan and she's all bandaged and covered in burns like her hair is all burned off and she's just looking pretty in pretty rough shape. She explains that, um, you know, how she survived, you know, she crashed into the ocean, got all burned up. But the foreigner was the one who found her and helped nurse her back to health. Together, they created the Robo Sable so that she could have an avatar that showed her in perfect health and could, you know, um, oper- you know, carry on her operations for her with no one the wiser to her condition. And why'd they do this? Because there's a bunch of really interesting political drama that's boiling between Simcaria, her home country, and Latveria. And so Sable needed to be able to put forward a strong front so her political opponents didn't try and take advantage of how vulnerable she is right now. To make things even spicier, her condition is likely going to be fatal, hence the foreigner's attempts to get his hands on the Infinity Formula, which is the only thing that can save her. Teresa comes in to remind us that she still exists, and she explains that the formula's benefits are going to come at a cost. 
that being that Sable's going to be dependent on it for the rest of her life if it's even going to work, which is unlikely. Uh, she also reminds us about her friend who died protecting the Infinity Formula because, you know, we'd already forgotten about him. Um, like me, Sable doesn't care and says, you know, yeah, I would kill your friend all over again because that's it's worth it to me. It's worth the cost. Uh, so getting a little huffy and realizing that uh, her relevance to this plot is rapidly diminishing. <laughs> Teresa just kind of notes on out of there and says, she's uh, just like, Oh, well the chameleon's not here. Why am I even here anyway? We're all asking nope. that. Why are you? Here, no doubt. So she just kind of nopes out of there. Nopes out of there. I like it. Meanwhile, chameleon is chatting things up with the Sable's political rival, Countess Karkov. And he says, Hey, so yeah, I was actually double dealing you the whole time. Like I'm on your side and kind of helping you with your political moves. But I also made sure that Sable got her hands on the infinity formula. And you know me, I'm just trying to make profit on this any way I can, but to kind of make it up to you, I'm going to give you this super special shield sniper rifle along with the hitman. Who's like the only guy trying to use it. And so that she can make her next step. We cut back to Spidey, who is trying to make sense of everything. You know, Silver Sable being back. What's going on there? Um, but in typical Peter fashion, he is late for class. And it, once you know, it's the day of his group's presentation. He tries to explain, oh, uh, you know, the coffee bean line was intense. This is actually important. I'm not just repeating a random line. This comes back up. But uh, Jamie, the douchebag guy, as George pointed out, waves it all off. Says he'd already counted for Peter being late. And he had handed out three envelopes to students in, uh, at the beginning of class. He asked them to now, in true showmanship fashion, asked them to each open up the envelopes in turn. One shows the time that Peter was to arrive to class, 426. The second shows the color shirt Peter's wearing, red. And the third, to put any skeptics to rest, who, you know, are kind of like, you could have known, you could have set all this up, you know, you planned this. They open that third envelope and it details the exact excuse Peter used when walking in. The coffee bean line was intense. He then unveils, uh, Jamie then unveils the real focus of his presentation, a little glowy orb thing called the clairvoyant. This thing basically does what Dr. Strange did in Infinity Wars when he went and searched through all the different possibilities across all multiverses to see whether they could defeat Thanos. Likewise, this thing looks for common threads among all the multiverses to predict what is the most likely outcome? Um, so it basically looks ahead to see the future. Before we can get too interested in the cool sci-fi stuff, we're going back to world politics. There are people currently all gathered in droves outside of the UN, I believe, um, protesting the human rights violations going on in Latveria. Inside on the floor, the chameleon is disguised as um, some red-haired politician. It looks like he, Wilson. He's got the bow tie and... yeah. Yeah. He's um basically takes a really hard line stance condemning uh Latveria. The delegate gets all offended, says, you know, you're being a hypocrite and demands, you know, to be treated with respect. You know, you're gonna bow down the way you should. And outside we see the hitman lining up his shot with his sights set on Dr. Doom himself to be continued. Okay. What's your grade? Uh, there's another A minus. Okay. Uh, Zach in a big Vegas bed now. Uh, <laughs> what's your grade? Oh man, this this is a C minus for me. Okay, 
C minus. Right. George, grade. Uh, I give this one. Uh, I give this one an A. Okay, Jr. Yeah, I give it another D. Another D. <laughs> Ashley, pros. Basically, very much the same as the last issue. I'm just really excited with the what they're doing with the 2099 plot line and seeing Miguel again. Um, I also like the blending it with Peter's the drama with his class and how that was all set up. Um, the clairvoyant, the clairvoyant thing really kind of piqued my interest. Um, I just like the cool sci-fi stuff that they're um, implementing in this issue. It's just, I don't know. I'm call me easy. I like big, bright, glowy things. So (laughs) this issue delivered on that. So my needs are simple. This issue gave me what I want. Did I get my grade? I'd give it like a B. I don't, Okay. okay. I give it a B. Uh, George gave it the highest grade. What was why, what's the uh, biggest pros out of you? Foreigner, Silver Sable, Doctor Doom. This thing has everything. Hitman. We haven't seen Hitman. Hitman. I mean, there's just. I thought he fell off the Statue of Liberty in Amazing Spider-Man number one hundred seventy. If you go to the Wikipedia page, there are multiple Hitmen. There. It's just oh. there's a lot going on here, and. Yeah. Chameleon is being chameleon and playing both sides, which is something a chameleon did, would do. Um, Teresa looks like a complete and total bitch, so I like that. You know, uh, Spencer did a good job of making me worry about Silver Sable. I know. I mean, I love Silver Sable. I'm me a too. Big Silver Sable fan, and I'm I'm like, oh my god, I don't want I don't want Silver Sable to die. This is terrible. Yeah, and I Man. thought. Yeah, and then, like the limo pulls up, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's going to be like a life decoy of Silver Sable again, or or you know, or something, or whatever." No, it's Doctor Doom. Dude's getting ready to try to assassinate Doctor Doom. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's crazy. By you know, the way, I, you, I enjoyed this a lot. If you haven't read the Doctor Doom ongoing, really, really strong first issue. Who's <laughs> writing it? Um, I know Salvador Larocca is on art. He's a good artist. I don't really really good. I'm gonna have to look up the writer. It was okay. Look, I I, yeah, I liked it. I I liked it a lot. But um, Ash, anybody else? Pros. You really care. I agree with George. You really care about several Sable's fate. I know. I I was legitimately worried. I was like, oh god, I don't want anything bad to happen to Silver Sable. And I like that well, Silver Sable and the Foreigner were actually legitimately endeared to one another. I was, oh my god, I, had we ever seen that before? I know they fought before. I don't know if they've ever been lovers. Not like that. Not like no. You know, well, Silver Sable's not going to die as long as they think Sony's going to do a movie about her. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> movie. That's funny. <laughs> that's that's real cute. There, that's funny. Yep. But who would have thought they were doing a Morbius movie, though? <laughs> it's coming out in next year. Please, yeah, my fucker. Uh, cons, Ashley. Um, the all the world politics going on kind of pulled me out of it. Um, like I said I like the sci-fi angles, and so the scene was going on with the, the Simkari and Lotberry just didn't feel as grounded in Spider-Man as. You know, we've kind of gotten comfortable with in Spencer's run. It felt like more what we didn't like in Slot's run, where it was constantly jumping all over in everyone else's business. Um, so I'm just not too invested with uh, everyone else's machinations with what's going on with Laveria and the UN. Um, it felt like a bit of um, it was kind of thrown together to. Like, oh, we had to have something going on with Dr. Doom because 
that's how we have to scramble to tie it together with what's going on with 2099 and what Dr. Doom did there. So it felt a little hashed together and it just, it, it was moving away from what interests me about this issue. Yeah. It felt like a distraction. JR, lots of cons out of you, I imagine. Well, I mean, <laughs> a lot of the same problems with the, 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 the previous one, you know, again, the 2099 uh, crossover, uh, the stupid, uh, stupid study group. I don't care about those people. God, they're repulsive. Uh, and uh, you know, and then anytime that it deals, the story deals with Kari and I don't care about Karia. You know, I mean, Karia. It's not that hard. Yeah, well, you know, it's at least the mascara. Yeah, you know, I mean, who I I don't care for any of that. You like Silver Sable? Silver Sable's okay, but I don't care about any of the politics of her country. I don't okay. care. You know, you know, go fight Latveria or whatever and blow each other off the face of the earth. I don't care. You know, and what's with Norman looking like Robert Patrick? I mean, what? what? The, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, the chameleon trying oh, to the countess you mean, or whatever. You mean Robert Patrick from Terminator 2? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the closest oh. thing I can imagine him looking like. But anyway, um, you know, he looks like Robert Patrick with Norman, and then he looks like the Terminator with the, the metal shell <laughs> for the chameleon. <laughs> I could totally see that. Yeah. So, anyway, just, <laughs> now this is just, just a boring story. Okay. Okay. Um, George Collins, I don't think he had many. Um, the, it's not really a con. It's just something I'm not interested in. The, the stuff with the students, that whole subplot, and the, yeah. the clairvoyant, and, uh, yeah, it's it's not really all that gripping to me, but then I wonder if it's not all that gripping to me because I'm so distracted by Silver Sable and Foreigner and, and yeah. Doctor Doom and all this other stuff going on. Uh, maybe that's it. It's just, uh, I don't know. Um, we'll see where it goes. I, I, I mean, I'm open to it. I'm not shutting it down or anything. I'm just saying it's the least interesting thing out of everything happening. I'm curious, George, um, two things you like are 299. And also Conan. They're doing a Conan 2099 book. Any interest in reading that? They got the rights to do Conan back? Yes. Oh, yeah. Marvel has it. They've been doing it for a couple of years. What? Yeah. Yes. Marvel and Roy Thomas is writing one of the books. I, I thought Dark Horse had it. Dark. Nope. Marvel Dark has back. the rights. Yeah. That's gonna, and it's going to premiere along with Letterman 2099 as well. That's Conan! Glob. I have Conan, really the, want oh, that. I see. I but if it. you do not help me out now, so, George, writing Conan in 2099, is that something that interests you? <sighs> um, it would depend. Like I said, I, I don't really. I, I'm still. I get that you guys are liking a lot of the other titles, and I'm hearing things like, "Oh, Immortal Hulk," this and uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I've Mortal heard that other things before, and I check into them, and they're crap. Have you so, read Immortal Hulk? No. Okay. I, I, here, I, that's that's the reason. I, like, even you you sent me that message this week, or or you had told me that earlier that somebody's doing something that's like Doctor Strange's uh, superior foes or whatever. No, I I recommended oh. uh, Doctor Doom's ongoing. No, 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 no. I you, said I you, said you, I, you, I, you literally sent me a thing saying I did. I said remember the recommendation I did of superior foes. Well, I also equally recommend Doctor Doom number one. No, you said something was like somebody else's superior foes, that they were doing something, and I was like, eh, I don't remember what it was now. Uh, also, I liked Ghost Rider number one also. But I just, I mean, ugh, I just, 
I have so little faith in Marvel anymore. And I, 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 I'm glad that a lot of people are, you know, more people are enjoying it, you know, and that Sabolsky's maybe trying to fix things and get things back in alignment and everything. It's just, I, I look at a lot of the stuff that I like, that I really like, you know, characters I really like, like Dr. Strange Thor. And I, I look at certain things I look at new Marvel. I'm like, I, there's nothing, there's no one I trust at, at Marvel to, to handle these properly or, or do them justice. Marvel has proven to me for the last several years they don't they don't understand Doctor Strange anymore. They just don't get the character anymore. There's nobody there who understands. And Mark Wade's currently writing Doctor Strange. He's now they're renamed they're relaunching with a number one called Doctor Strange Surgeon Supreme. Because he has use of his hands now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, cons out of Zach. Have we heard it, Zach? Nope. So okay, go ahead. Especially in this issue. I have. I think Gleason's a good artist. I don't like his Spider-Man head. It's too round. It reminds me of that uh, that uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm talking about. The way the eyes look just don't look right to me. They're not purpor- They're not properly proportioned. You remember, I know it's nitpicky. I know it's nitpicky, but I look at somebody like Gleason's Spider-Man looks almost manga-ish. Everything else looks fine to me, but I look at Sliney and it looks like it's the love child of, of Sal Buscema and Mark Bagley from the 90s. And I'm like really okay with it with a little bit of like Ryan Stegman for, for, for some seasoning. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. So like, especially in this issue, it just kind of like. Reminds me what you're saying is uh, reminds me of my feelings about the current Miles Morales artist. Yeah, he, he does everything except Miles's face right. He does I mean, not, I mean, uh, costume. Yeah, his costume. Miles's costumes face right. Yeah, the eyes like, look like old man, but not, they look like, like they're costume. square because reason. Yeah, uh, it, it does um, everything else right except the face. You know, like I, I, I don't like the way he does the. Bo- I don't like the way he does the entire costume. But we've talked about that on yeah. Spider Satellites, which you can find on Patreon.com/slash/crawlspace. Um, Sign up today, but that uh, that's the <laughs> that's that's probably my big and it was really really prevalent in this issue. I I'm a sucker for doom, so that is a pro for me. Yeah. Um, I I, I don't d- dislike the intrigue, but I also think this whole plot of like making uh, Sable a, a, a you know you know hurt you know making her hurt and stuff is almost like. It was so jarring because last time we saw her, you know, in the ends of the earth, she looks like she's gonna die, and then Silver Sable's dead, and then all of a sudden she's she's all better now. This is like kind of like to me feels like Spencer cleaning up a, a slot mess again, and it's like I don't hate that all the time, but it's feeling like he's doing more cleaning up messes than than you know developing some stories. And granted, he has a lot of mess to clean up. <laughs> True, but I, I'd yeah. rather be like. And like I said, Gleason's twenty ninety nine looks awesome. Looks awesome, but I just I'm not a huge fan of his of his Spidey. So uh, th- that's why I gave it a C. Again, this is middle part syndrome. So maybe my grade will adjust. You know how the yeah. according to how this arc ends. But I just I'm you know, and I I think obviously <laughs> we know that the use of the webware to make the clairvoyant is is an awful 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 idea. Um, so like I say, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm ready for, you know, well, we got three more issues of 2099. 
storytelling. JR's rolling his eyes. You don't want this crossover for three more issues, huh? Well, I mean, good Lord. Tell the story and move on. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like that whole Craven Central Park story. How long was that last? Yeah, that got overbloated. I got overbloated, yeah. and I, you know, I feel like that we're getting a little bit of the overbloatedness with this particular book. So I'm hoping that we'll move on after, the, you know, at the end of this year and go into 2020, you know, with fresh eyes. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the reason I'm a little more partial to this, and and probably Brad is is in the same way. Although Brad likes symbiote crap, so I don't know. Um, I do. Is that, is that in the last thing, you know, with all the carnage crap and everything, I, I, I don't like that. I don't like, I'm like, ah, this keep this event out of my comics. But then when the event happens to be like, is someone I actually like, right. you know, it's a little, it, it, and I can tell, it, I can see the character being handled correctly. That's a little, mm-hmm. I, that, that's probably coloring my, my yeah. enthusiasm. I feel like do. We see Miguel right. so rarely. So like every time we see him, it's like, hey, Miguel again. That's Miguel. Yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, I, I mean, he was, he was here last year, wasn't he? What, what didn't his book wrap up last year or is it two years ago? Two years, two years, years ago. ago. Two. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause last year, basically you took the creative team for 2099 and put it on, uh, uh, ben Riley, the the not real Scarlet Spider. That's right. That's right. And I guess last the last time we saw Miguel was in the end of Spider Verse, the movie. <laughs> yep. So anyway, all right. Uh, that's a wrap up. Uh, let's do final thoughts before we uh, say good night for this episode. Ashley, please don't go four, three, four months before we see you again. <laughs> <laughs> we miss no, you. Stop getting sick every time we try to record. And yeah. <laughs> the fans, as they've mentioned throughout the night, they have missed you also. So welcome back. And uh, we will c- uh, come back with gift exchange. So be prepared. For yeah, excited. Excited. So start shopping now, everybody. Okay. Uh, final thoughts, Ashley. What do you want to say? Hmm. I'm excited to see more Miguel. I don't care if it yep. gets bloated. I just want to see bright, pretty things. Sometimes that's all we do. <laughs> and that's okay. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> Zach, final thoughts in Vegas, baby. Uh, you know what? I'm about to get up out of, out of this bed, and I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to play some blackjack, hopefully win a couple thousand oh dollars, gosh. and then go, go home tomorrow. What is so. it, isn't it 1.30 a.m. there, or what time is it? It's only eleven twenty-two. Oh, I'm, I'm, you go back hours. I'm sorry, not two hours. Two hours. Go back behind. two hours. Okay. Uh, yeah that that uh, that place never sleeps. I I gambled the four o'clock this morning, so Good I'm gonna try not to do that today. I my one of my I I'd never been to Vegas until uh, this past mm-hmm. April, and one of the funniest things I saw was when you get off the airport, at, get off the plane into the airport. And there are slot machines in the Vegas airport, right. and they, they are inside of a glass thing. It's like a, a fish tank of gamblers and smokers. Right. And like the glass, it, the smoke is just billowing out of yeah. out of the casino. I remember that. That's funny. Yeah. Have a heart attack grill burger, please. Uh, probably that was not really on, good. It won't be on this trip, Douglas, but I'll do it on the next one. Oh, it was fun. So I can get spent. Burger. I mean, I'm always looking to get oh, – wait. I mean um, – I mean, uh, so anyway, moving on. If you uh, want to get spanked, there's these guys that hand out these little cards. <laughs> this took a horrible turn. <laughs> JR, final thoughts. <laughs> Escalated way too quickly. 
I was about to say, final thoughts. Uh, I can't wait until this storyline is over. Aww. I just can't wait. He's got one more month. There's two issues coming out in December and January. You start fresh uh, with a brand with, new with 2020 eyes. 2020 <laughs> eyes. There you go. I understood that right. All right. Come on, final that's a good thoughts pun. to George. Uh, not much. I'm kind of like Ashley. I mean, I'm, I'm just enjoying seeing Miguel back. Um, yeah. I'm just, you know, such a big Miguel fan. Miguel always brings a, brings a lot of fun, uh, when he's handled correctly, we know when he's done right. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like that part of it, but, uh, <clears throat> on the one hand, I'm, I'm also, yeah, I, I'm ready. I, I, I'm enjoying it, but I, I'm kind of like, Jay. I would like, you know, for it to, you know, conclude and move on and let's get back to the overarch overarching, you know, yeah. demon thing. And, Kendrick, and yeah. but it, here's the thing. And we, we've talked about this a lot tonight. I'm just, yeah, after this it's over, but then the next one's just coming right around the corner who, I don't know what it is, but it, you know, by, by sometime by spring, we'll have another thing. I suspect the next one of the book from what I've seen, they're leading up to a Mephisto event. Mephisto is popping up all I, I, over the universe. You know, don't force a Mephisto event on us unless you're unless you're ready to to go ahead and and get I, rid of one more day. Finally, I I think, uh, I, I think no. it's coming. <laughs> I think uh, something's happening. That's a that's a twenty twenty prediction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll 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 see. I, I still don't think we're that lucky, but I'm, uh, not, I'm not looking forward to Dan Slott's Iron Man twenty twenty. One, one thing I noticed is that we're still seeing uh, Quesada listed as the chief creative officer in the credits. Yeah. So I'm ready for that to be done with, and we can see <laughs> Feige's name in there, and uh, I, I, I guess ostensibly Joe's name just doesn't appear in comics anymore, and I'm fine with that. Here's a question: If uh, after this event, uh, Spencer uh, is only currently writing one book, uh, granted it's Amazing Spider-Man twice a month, would you be excited for a Spencer written Miguel ongoing? Um. Yes and no. I mean, if Peter yeah. David isn't going to do it, and at this point, if you're Peter David, why would you? Because if you're Peter David, all you know is that you're going to take over the book again. Okay, yeah, here we go. We'll bring Miguel back, and yet I'm going to have the same problem of them fisting me with these stupid events left Whoa. and right. Jeez. Whoa. So, so you know, Spencer's in the same ball. You know, so I, on the same time, sure. If, if Peter David doesn't want to do it, yeah, let's see what Spencer can do with it. At the same time, it's going to have the same problems where it's just you know just. Mm. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, One more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.